Recording in progress. Welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. And after a chaotic, dare I say, the best week so far in 2021, we are in conference championship week. We just had the top 25 dropped um, as per tradition just before this show. So uh, reactions to the top 25. I think the committee mostly got it right in the top four. It was Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, uh, Bama. Get Bama get someone then. else in here. Get someone <laughs> right. else. Well, I'm just happy that Cincinnati's still in this top four. I was a little scared that they might drop because of the success that Oklahoma State's been having, and I'm also happy to see that Louisiana cracked the rankings. More on them later. Yeah, and uh, I, I honestly just wish they would only drop the top six because I feel like I just get angry when I see the other 25. For example, Kentucky and Texas A&M being yep. at the bottom of there. Arkansas even still being in the rankings. Get out of here. Oh, well. Oh, well. Um, but let's go ahead and we will jump forward to our surprises. Surprise. <laughs> surprise, Teddy? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. Colt, what surprised you the most from last week? Um, just the absolute choke job that Auburn pulled off this weekend. I mean, how did they do that? They had the game in the bag. They stopped Bam on fourth and one with two minutes left in the game. You have the ball, and then on, what is that, second down, you run out of bounds. What are you doing? Um, so, Brilliant. yeah, I'm surprised that Auburn choked. Um, and, and you knew it was over when, you know, Bryce Young led that drive, that 97-yard drive with, like, 71 seconds left in the game. You knew it was over. Yeah. Hayden? Yeah, we almost had a perfect Saturday with U of A, Bama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma almost all lost in the same day, but it didn't quite come to fruition. There are a few things that surprised me, but none more than UTSA getting just absolutely curb stomped yeah. by North Texas, who was 5-6. and six. They needed a win to get to bowl eligibility. Probably saved Seth Luttrell's job. He's been on the hot seat all year. He had a good year at North Texas a couple years ago, but they've really fallen off. And I think everyone thought, or at least I thought, the best chance UTSA had of losing was last week. They get that win, and then they just absolutely choked. Obviously, we're overlooking North Texas, looking ahead to their matchup with uh, Western Kentucky this week. Yeah, and obviously UTSA getting the win over UAB, that was the one we all thought they might lose. And then all of a sudden, uh, crazy, crazy loss to North Texas. Um, I was surprised that Minnesota came out, and they looked inspired, and they beat the Badgers. I know uh, you alluded to the fact that they might compete in that game, and I thought they might as well, might as well um, because that game's usually close. But Minnesota came out, and they scored a few scores late, got the win, got the axe. That was a pretty uh, exciting—I think they have an axe too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so very exciting game, and I wish I could have watched it, but I was at the uh, watching the kitties get stomped. Oh, yeah. In Tempe. I just want to give a quick shout out to the Cronkite Wi-Fi that just disconnected for a brief moment and uh, stopped our recording. Um, but uh, we're, we're back in. Okay, good, good. Well, <laughs> that's another surprise. Let's go ahead and talk about who has been eating their Wheaties. Better get your whole grain. I better eat my Wheaties. All right, uh, who was eating their Wheaties? Start with uh, Washington State. 
And no, I'm not going to be talking about Jaden Delora, but his teammate, okay, Max Borgie, the running back, 22 Mm. carries, two tutties, 129 yards. Man, this guy was eating his Apple Jacks for the Apple Cup. Yeah, he's been at Washington State for 45 years, I think, now. (laughs) I think so. He's another one of those, like, super-duper seniors, kind of like Chase Lucas and Britton Covey. Year six. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Anthony Brown, Oregon's quarterback. He had a nice showing. 23 of 28 was pretty accurate. 275 yards to the air, 83 yards on the ground. Really displayed that dual threat ability he has. Three total touchdowns, and he was uh, integral in uh, clinching up the north, the north for the Ducks. Yeah, um, I for my pick, I decided to go with you know a position group that's kind of been slept on a little this year. I went with tight end Greg Dulcich for UCLA. Six receptions, 86 yards. He had a key touchdown uh, early in the third quarter to kind of put. Um, who was there playing California away yes. late for UCLA. So shout out to the to the tight end, Greg Dulcich. Um, and I've got to go first on the Fruit Loops today, boys, because it is it is something that caused one of my takes to age horribly. I referred to Dylan Morris as um, Dylan should not be starting Morris. And Sam Heward got his first start against uh, the Cougars. I don't know if you saw, but he went 17 of 31 for 190 yards, one touchdown and four interceptions. Very, very poor performance. The only thing I will say about Washington is they just made a new hire, uh, Kalen DeBoer from Fresno State. And it's hilarious because Jake Hayner transferred from Washington because he wasn't good, and he did good at Fresno State. So maybe they're hoping he can come revitalize another good recruit. Uh, Budge, I have the same guy, so I'm going to use these 20 seconds to talk about how the heck did Hawaii win this weekend. I've been saying throughout this whole podcast all year that there's no way we beat Wyoming because we'll be in the snow. Well, it didn't look like the snow was out, and I think the sun contributed to the win. Go Bows, they're 6-7, and seven, and there's no bowl game at the end of it. All right, yeah, that was a surprising result. Yes. Boomer Sooner, uh, and that whole thing down in Norman. Everyone at Oklahoma was eating their Fruit Loops this week. In the span yeah. of two days, they lose to Oklahoma State for the first time in years. I think they were on a seven- or eight-game winning streak. Just a heartbreaking, brutal loss that not only eliminated eliminated them from the college football playoff contention, also eliminated them from Big 12 contention. Yeah. They lost Lincoln Riley to USC, I believe, two days later? Was it the next Sunday, day? Sunday, I think, was when they lost him. So literally yeah. the next, the next day. day. <laughs> Apparently he and, got the call Saturday night. Yeah. And he did Ridiculous. the absolute best troll job in the media where everyone's like, are you going to LSU? Are you going else? LSU? He's like, I promise you, I will not be the next head coach at LSU. That was right, but it maybe misled the Oklahoma like, there'll fans There'll be a, a U bit. and an S in there, but no L. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, they lost six commits in oh. two classes, and they lost Spencer Rattler and Jaden Hazelwood to the transfer portal. So just a brutal couple of days for Oklahoma. Uh, hang in there, Sooner fans. The Fruit Loops are raining down in Norman. And, uh, Colt, thank you for that Hawaii spotlight. Of course. That's uh, a little bit of karma, though, for Oklahoma. That's what you get for doing that to the Big 12. Now, now you lose everything. It's true. And Texas went 4-8. and eight. They won a game, so they're 5-7, and seven, right? Or mm-hmm. did they go? They, yeah. yeah, they beat Kansas State. So, that was surprising, too. So, yeah, they did go 5. But it does feel like karma hit those two teams yeah. hard. And, and they've still got a whole other year in the Big 12, potentially. So we could see. It could get ugly um, for those two. And, honestly, you love to see it. All right? Um, the irony of Oklahoma fans bagging on Riley for leaving when they're leaving <laughs> themselves. Know. Let's jump ahead to the big picture. We've got 10 conference championship games to do uh, to predict. 
And not only that, but we're also going to do some mascot picks for each matchup as well, because why not, you know? It's, it. uh, it's Christmas season almost now. Now that Thanksgiving's over, we can finally say that. So first game, the we're going to go in order of relevance to the playoff. Okay. Um, so we'll start with the MAC championship. We've got Kent State versus Northern Illinois. Meaning the most relevant, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this, was, this one was going to be last. So we've got, what, NIU and a 7-5 and five Kent State team? Yeah. Oh, man. I, the MAC is, is honestly one of those conferences that actually is right there with the Pac-12 in terms of parity. Didn't one division, can't remember if it was the East or the West, every single team made a bowl game in that division, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I believe, believe so. The, case. the other division was quite bad. Was was pretty I bad. I think it was Kent State's division. But I'm going to take Kent State uh, for the sake of just parity and craziness. I got I got the golden flashes and uh, all the flashy guys they've got on their team. Throwback to freshman year when they were taunting the student section yeah. and, and the home opener. So I remember a Dustin Crum was pointing to his jersey. He oh, got yeah. benched in like two quarters. Uh, Cole, twenty-seven days ago, Kent State won this matchup. They're favored by three right now. I don't care. Give me Northern Illinois in this one. Book it. Northern Illinois has had one of the wackiest seasons in recent memory. I think, how many games? I think it would say won like six or five games by one point, which is just not six or five. It was like four and then like six or five by like less than seven. That was the stat. They're eight and four, and Kent State did just beat them. I remember back when, I think it was Northern Illinois and Kent State, it was Dree Archer, and then who was, who was the guy, uh, something Lynch on Northern Illinois squad. They were the both, quarterback, yeah. they both won yes. double-digit games. This one is less hype, but I, I think Northern Illinois is going to win this one. I like I like the uh, Huskies, and I think they'll make the playoff. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but speaking to the Huskies, Huskies versus Golden Flashes. These two mascots are going to battle. Who wins? So a Golden Flash, what, what did we determine that was? We'd have to go back in the, in the archives and let me figure just... out what we determined that was. Kent State mascot... It's a, it's a bird. <laughs> Kent State Massacre just filled Whoa! in instead of mascot. That's a that, different show. That was a thing. So a, there's an e, the Golden Eagle is the Flash. His name is Flash. But like Kent State Golden Flash. Okay, so Golden Eagles are pretty intimidating. They're huge creatures if you've ever seen them. Yeah. But they do have to come to the ground. You can't, exactly. you know. And Huskies are, are they can be great hunting dogs. So... I'm kind of leaning Husky, although I think the Golden Eagle would put up a good fight. I, honestly, I'm, I did not think I was going to pick them, but I'm leaning Husky as well. You know what? No. I'm taking the Golden Eagles because it's not the Golden Huskies. So that extra pigmentation of the gold, <laughs> that's, that's setting it over the edge. All right. They're going to be shining. It's going to be too bright for the Huskies to see. They're, they're too golden. Okay, but Northern Illinois gets the 2-1 to vote, so Northern Illinois wins the mascot no! battle. Uh, let's go to the next game. It's the CUSA. We've got Western Kentucky. This this mascot bat- battle is going to be pretty fire. But oh, let's yeah. do the actual oh, battle yeah. first. Western Kentucky versus Texas San Antonio. I would argue one of the more exciting Group of Five championships. Yeah, games. this is a really intriguing matchup. You got UTSA, who was probably the most surprising team of the entire season at any level, going eleven and one. Although they just got smoked by North Texas, like we mentioned. And then you've got Western Kentucky who I believe was 8-4. and four. They were pretty good all year. Kind of won the games they were supposed to. And Bailey Zapp, a guy I kind of highlighted earlier in the season, led the nation with 52 touchdowns, and he fell just short of 5,000 passing yards. Insane. Um, so I'm going to take the Hilltoppers with another upset. 
I've got Western Kentucky winning the Conference USA. All right. I'm so shocked with this UTSA team. Over the past few weeks, they've just been on the decline where they're having to survive versus really bad teams, and then now they get absolutely blown out to North Texas. It doesn't seem like UTSA even should be in this game. But I've got UTSA winning this one. I think they still have the pieces to make it happen. And they already beat Western Kentucky earlier this year. So book it, UTSA. No, actually, I think Western Kentucky is going to win this one. I think UTSA losing that game, losing the undefeated season, I think it takes a little bit of the wind out of their sails here. And you you talked about Bailey Zapp. I mean, come on. That guy is amazing. I like Western Kentucky. Okay. Uh, But we've got the Hilltopper, Big Red, versus the Roadrunner. Whoa. Big Red. Big Red. So we've how, <laughs> how is this like Sesame Street looking dude gonna catch a Roadrunner? Roadrunners are so. Are fast. we talking just a Roadrunner or like the Roadrunner Wildy Coyote Roadrunner? Because that one. Oh, Meep Meep! I got the Roadrunners. Yeah, give me yeah. the Meeps. I mean, honestly, I think it's a little disrespectful uh, to the Big Red. I mean, I talk about how weird he is, but he's just a big red. He's not. Blob. De- he's not defined. He can do anything. You like for Western Kentucky? It's not a shapeshifter, but they could come out and just be like, "Yeah, oh, by the way, like Big Red, like he can use the Force," and like we would just have to accept that because it's not like there's an actual Big because, Red because it embodies the spirit of Western <laughs> yes, Kentucky. Yes, precisely. Since when was Big Red a Jedi? So uh, we'll give the Roadrunner the edge. He could be a Jedi. I don't know. <laughs> he, he looks like a Padawan, honestly. He's been around uh, a while. He's like, uh, I don't know. Okay, next. Anytime Big Red comes up, the conversation just gets derailed, I feel like, <laughs> no matter what. All right, next game, it is the Sun Belt, the Fun Belt. Yeah. App State versus Louisiana. I think Louisiana may have been ranked at the start of the year, but yeah. teams with two losses and a team with one loss, so pretty good game here. Obviously, Louisiana is going to be a little bit distracted. They just lost their head coach, Billy Napier, to Florida. And he did a great job over there. They've uh, they've really had a nice season. Their one loss coming to Texas, so they've done a nice job. And then App State, ten and two, they're solid as always. I one of their losses was to Miami, and I believe their other loss was to Louisiana. I'm gonna take the Mountaineers in a revenge game. Give me the boys from Boone to get their uh, I believe first Sun Belt Conference title. This was the matchup in 2018 and 2019, I believe, in the Sun Belt Championship game. Louisiana has never beaten App State, and I think this is going to be the perfect year where they finally get that send-off and they finally get the win over App State in this huge, humongous game. Huge, humongous. I like <laughs> the nuance that's going on here with the picks. It's good. Um, I like App State in this game. App State has been consistently good since they got to the FBS level, and seeing them in Coastal battle it out in their division has been really fun, and not to say anything against Louisiana, great team. And it's unfortunate they couldn't pull out that one versus Texas because if they did, they'd be like Houston range right now in the top 25. Put them in the playoff. Um, but they're they're still 23rd, aren't they? They're ranked. They're, yeah, yeah, I forgot about 24, that. but that might be the AP. Yeah, uh, I think it was it was 23rd. They were above Texas A&M mm. and Kentucky. Maybe Good. not. I don't know what I'm talking about. But know. App State's going to win, I think. Um, give me the Mountaineers. But uh, a Mountaineer okay. versus a raging Cajun. Cajun. Ed Ogeron. It's Ed Ogeron versus... Versus a mountain man. Versus a mountain... a musket. Versus... Who's a coach that's like a mountain man? That... Hmm. I, I can't uh, think of Mountain man coach. Mountain man coach. Think of one with like... Is there any coach who's like a big beard? Like a big hairy... Hairy beard. Oh, uh, Kent State's head coach. I think his name is... Um, God, I forget his name. I'll, Kent, I'll State? Kent State's head coach versus Ed Ogeron? Yeah. 
I mean, no, Ed Orgeron's the... gonna win, but he's gonna lose like the m- morale like points beard. because he's gonna try and give like a victory speech, and he's gonna be like, "I'm really hard. I'm like, go Tiger." So and this is like, yeah, this is uh, Sean Lewis, who is uh, Kent oh. State's head coach. I okay. mean, his beard is a little bit bigger than that in other pictures I've seen of him. But okay. Get a get a good look there. I'm actually gonna take the Mountaineer Whoa! because they have weapons. They have they've well, got yeah, a gun. But it's a and... raging Cajun. It's not just a Cajun. It doesn't matter how mad They're you rag- are. You think he's gonna survive a gun? No, I agree. I, I would go with the Mountaineer. Yeah, the Cajun is just like going crazy. Let me count one, two. You're outnumbered, Colt. Uh, <laughs> I think the Mountaineer gets the win. Um, and the nuance in these picks pretty exciting. We'll see if it continues because I know this has been a divisive team for us. In the Mountain West, we've got number 19 oh. San Diego State versus Utah State. Not picking against San Diego State again. I got San Diego State just because of that reason. Aiden? I mentioned it last week. Everyone picks against San Diego State, and they always win. So I'm going to do the opposite of Colton. I'm just going to keep picking against them because <laughs> I think they're bound to lose one of these days. I know they have one loss to Fresno State, but Utah State has been really good this year. 9-3, and three, they beat Wazoo. In hindsight, that's like one of the best wins the Mountain West has Oof. all year. And I just, I don't know, San Diego State has a good defense, and you know what they're going to do every time. And something just tells me that Utah State's going to pull some some tricks out of the bag. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at the Aztecs. And I like Utah State to get their first ever Mountain West championship. The last conference championship they won was the last year of the WAC in 2012. Oh, wow. wow. So this is a, a big game for Utah State, and I like them to pull yet another conference championship upset. Yeah, you know how uh, when Chris Paul joins a team, they like get wins the second he gets there? The Gary Anderson effect is the exact <laughs> opposite of that. The second he leaves, you're going to start winning games. Utah State's having the Gary Anderson effect. Oregon State's experiencing it too. I read an interesting story about Gary Anderson this weekend that kind of changed my opinion on him. Oh, really? He doesn't accept buyout payments. So Oregon State owed him a buyout, and he, he declined it. Oh, and wow, same really? at Utah State. He he um so he obviously came up through Utah State, went to Wisconsin. Yeah. He was there for two years and he bolted for Oregon State. After yes. a ten win season. Yeah. After yeah, back to back really good years. I was hyped because I was like, yes. Yeah, it was one of the most like shocking hires. Because people are like, Oh, this guy was so good and why is he you know coming to Oregon State? So he obviously uh, left mid season, didn't ex- didn't accept the buyout money. And then same thing at Utah State. He walked away from it. So I thought that was, huh. you know, pretty honorable. Still hate him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he tanked our program. Should have anyway, just kept the money. I, I'm in the same boat as Colt. I am picking San Diego State simply because I can't pick against them, even though Utah State's having a great year. So uh, Aztecs versus, they're called the Aggies, but it's a bull is their mascot. I think this one's pretty cut and dry. Um, Aztec, no, I'm just kidding. The, the bull is clearly. The Aztecs. We're a pretty, what is that, one of the best tribes of all time? Wait, you're picking the Aztecs? Yes. That's they they were, a pretty reputable tribe. Like, I remember like, studying this. Are the Aztecs still up. around? I think so. Are they actually? Uh, actually, wait. I'm pretty sure oh, no, they're no, no, gone. No, no, Aztecs. Pretty sure. Am they... I getting my history wrong? The Aztecs, they were, Incas, and they... Mayas. I did a story on this in Yeah, they were the Mayas and the Aztecs, right? But, I just remember yeah, the Aztecs. Give me, give me the killed... Aztecs. Really? What did the Aztecs do back Over then? a bull? Yeah. Yeah. We kill an Az- kill a bull? Yeah, they can. It's a human right. versus an animal. All right, yeah. two to one, Aztecs. So we'll, they we'll dominated the northern Mexico. Okay, but are they still around? That's my question. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure. I'm is sure, they're, sure there's descendants. Uh, yeah. Okay, but yeah, is the yeah. Aztecs... I mean, look at that guy. Did they ever have an empire? Or did they just have a tribe? No, That's I think important. it's an empire. No, no Aztec. Were... 
Empire. They were a great, oh, dang. one of the great civilizations. Yeah, look at that. Boom. Well, I mean, I remember, I remember learning about them. The Aztecs and the Mayans, and wasn't there another the one? Incas. In there? Incas. The Incas. There we go. Didn't they have a big war or something? I think the Aztecs were pretty good. I mean, there's no San Diego State Mayans. It's San Diego State <laughs> Aztecs. I think it's safe to assume the Aztecs won then. Um, I got to correct myself real quick. App State has actually won four Sun Belt championships. So oh, really? I, uh, so they've won two in 18 and 19, and then they had a share in 17 and 16 before they um, before they started doing conference championship games. So okay. two outright champions and two co-champions. So my bad. I App, I, App State gets their fifth Sun Belt okay. championship. Whoa. Cool. All right. We'll jump to the next one. We've got the we're into the Power Five now, and we still have one more group of five left. Sick. ACC championship. We got 15 Pittsburgh versus 16 Wake Forest. Neither team with a win gets in the playoff, even has any chance, but a chance for a New Year's Six game here. This is going to be, I think, probably one of the most fun games out of this slate. You have Kenny Pickett, who is going to be in the running to be QB1 in the draft this year. Spencer Hartman, or Sam, Sam. Hartman. I always screw that up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sam Just remember, Hartman, he's the best Sam the H. The best Sam H in North Carolina. Sam Hartman has been great at Wake Forest this year. Wake Forest just extended their head coach, so there's no rumors of Dave Clawson going anywhere. And then Pat Narduzzi at Pitt has, has done a great job over there. Yeah. I'm going to take Pitt. I'm going to take the Panthers. I think they get a New Year's Six bull bid. Over-under set at 73. Tells you pretty much everything you need to know about this game. It's going to be freaking fun. But whoever the winner is, uh, what a great underdog season for both of those teams. But I'm going to take Pitt in this one. Yeah, very fun game. I do think that if they both played Clemson today, they'd both lose. Um, so actually, I'm just going to go Wake Forest to just get the upset. Pitt's favored by three. Ah, fair enough. Pitt, I mean, has been in similar situations to this. They kind of on that Northwestern vibe where they just randomly make a yeah. conference championship game every, like, three years, it feels like. They made it at 7-5 and five a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember that. It was, And then I think they gave Clemson a game, like, mm -hmm. for three quarters. Yeah. Um, and Wake Forest, it's been a great year for them. Sam Hartman, that is my boy. That's my dog. Uh, so I got to pick Wake Forest. I like the Demon Deacons in this bad since boy. Since when has that been your boy? <laughs> uh, since I realized he was the best Sam H in North Carolina. I, oh, I, let's go. It was, it was during true. the North Carolina Wake Forest game that I was like, I really like this Sam Hartman fella. So hopefully he goes to the Packers and we cut Jordan Love. No, I'm just <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got the Demon Deacons versus the Panthers. I think this is pretty clear Panther victory. Wait, yeah. what's a Demon Deacon though? It's just like a deacon. But yeah. like, What's a deacon? Like mad. Upset. What's a deacon? Do you know? Like, he's like a religious like yeah, figure. Like, like a, a demon sure like a deacon, kid, right? though? Cool. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go demon deacons. Why is Wake Forest called the demon? What is that? A, a, a juxtaposition? When you have two opposite Okay, let's a... see. Um, I mean, yeah, a... his mas their mascot looks kind of soft, but... Yeah, it's just like a guy with sideburns and a top hat. Like, what? There's not much he can really do. Sideburns right. and a top hat. He looks versus like a he's Panther. about to get assassinated in a theater because he That's looks true. like Abraham Lincoln. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> What's going on? What do you mean? It's the not, show is going off the you rails. You can't say too soon. He's been dead for like. How I didn't long? say too soon. <laughs> just didn't know we we're doing murder <laughs> on Pacific Point of View. I mean, you know. I, I mean, that's what mascot mashup is, though. It's like it's the Hunger true. Games. True. It's true. So all right. goodbye. Give me sideburns. Okay. Um, you actually picked the Demon Deacons yes, after all of that. Yeah, give me the sideburns. All right. Pittsburgh, uh, the Panther wins. Um, next up, we have number 17, Utah, getting a little respect. Nice. Their rematch versus number 10, Ducks. I saw Utah winning that game 
like coming from a mile away. I I saw that coming, and but I gotta say I'm surprised the nature of how they beat Oregon. It wasn't close. It was not even close. And for that reason, I'm actually gonna flip my pick. I was thinking, oh, Oregon will get the bounce back like they usually do. They usually do a good job of avenging their losses in the Pac-12 championship game, but not this time. Utah is so so much further ahead of Oregon right now. Everything is clicking for them. They've got so much reason, so much to play for. I, you know, as sad as the situation was with with Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe, you kind of feel like that fueled them almost. Yeah, it kind of woke them up. They were probably on their way coasting to like a seven and five season, and that all that happened, and they just rallied. And it's been really, honestly, really cool to watch. And and guys like Tavion Thomas and Cam oh, Rising, yeah. guys who came out of nowhere to lead this team and then you've got your superstars like Devin Lloyd, Britton Covey and um, I think this team deserves to go to a Rose Bowl. I think they're going to want it more so I think the Utes get their first ever Pac-12 championship Congratulations to Utah. Wow. I don't think that's going to happen. Oregon lost to Utah in Utah the last time. This one's at, what is it, Vegas? Yeah. This is a different place. This is a different animal. I think Oregon gets the bounce back win. I think this one's going to be way different than the previous meeting. I think Oregon had a nice win over Oregon State this past weekend. I think Oregon flips the script. All right, interesting uh, point to this game. Hayden's picked 18 straight correct Pac-12 games. So with this game and the Cal-USC game, he can stretch it to 20 to end the season. I'm going for Joe DiMaggio. Which, I want 56. That's impressive, bro. It would be insane. <laughs> um, but what I'll say is or- Utah versus Oregon – I feel like this game is starting to develop into a rivalry game. You think of some of the matchups mm. they've had and the revenge games it feels like going back and forth. I remember when the Ducks were on a down year and Utah just beat them like 52-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. And then the Ducks came back next year and slaughtered Utah. And then Utah beat the Ducks in the regular season. And then the Ducks crushed the Utes in the Pac-12 title. And now another another game like exactly like yeah. it. Yep. It's such a fun matchup. Yeah. And I like the Utes. I like the Utes to win another one, and it's because of what you said, Hayden, the nature in which they beat the Ducks. I think people are chalking that up to Rice-Eccles Stadium. Mm-mm. I think these Utes are, are rolling, and so they're going to dominate this one. That's my take. Even the Mariota Oregon team that played the Utes that one year, and there was that dropped ball right Kalen before Clay. the end zone, yeah. that changed the whole complexion of that game. Utah could have upset, it what was that, a top four Yeah, I think Oregon with that score, that it would have been 14 yes. nothing in like the second quarter. It's just, it's almost like there's something like magical, you know, going on at their stadium. Because there was, I remember the peak of ASU under Todd Graham in 2013. That was not a good Utah team that year. They went five and seven. We went down there and almost lost. Mm. And then they beat Stanford that year at yeah. home. So they, they probably have the best home field advantage in the entire conference. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely up there, um, especially because UCLA is so down in the dumps right now. True. We got the Utes versus the Ducks. Another pretty cut and dry one. Yeah. Uh, I don't see the duck putting up much of a fight. He can Sadly. waddle all he wants. Yeah. He's going to quack. Uh, he's going to quack his way to death. Next quack game. under pressure. 21 huge. <laughs> <laughs> Cold. All right. That's like the best thing you've ever said on this show. Okay. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was a thinker. You had to think about that one. That's true. Better, better late than never. <laughs> a second. Okay. Uh, okay. Number 21, Houston. <laughs> Slight risers in the polls. Versus number four, Cincinnati. Colt, this is a big one for you. How's, what are you thinking, little guy oh, expert? Oh, Cincinnati dominates by 50. I think they absolutely blow out Houston. They stamp their way into the playoff. And that's exactly what they have to do. Prove that you should be the top four team. And they're going to do it this weekend. Yeah, I could. 
if it gets dicey, there might be a legitimate scare at four for them because you have a one-loss Notre Dame whose season's over. They closed out the season real strong. And then you have Oklahoma State pushing there as well. And then, of course, there's always that possibility Alabama beats Georgia, and that continues to complicate things for Cincinnati. But I think Cincinnati handles Houston. Um, the way they beat SMU, I think, just showed what kind of team they really are when they're clicking on all cylinders. Same as when they beat Notre Dame and, you know, Indiana, which, you know, not as impressive as a no, win in hindsight. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati, and they get the first spot for a group of five team in uh, college football playoff history. Let's go! I think things worked out well for Cincinnati. I think not every team is going to play at an extremely high level the whole year. And you, they had that stretch against like Tulsa and Tulane and, and those other teams where they were playing not very good, but they hit their stride at the perfect time. And they are looking like a top four team in the country. The committee has respected them. They get a win here. And yeah, preview of the playoff picks, I think they'll probably be in there. A Cougar versus a Bearcat. Cougar, Ooh. easily. Bearcats are, they look like raccoons. Okay, well, <laughs> that, yeah. was a, that was pretty cut and dry as well. I mean, I. Yeah, I was about to ask what a Bearcat is, but Hayden was pretty ready for that one. I'm going to go with Cougars. Cougars are very powerful. Even if it was just a woman that enjoys going after <laughs> younger waiting. boys, um, I would still give them the nod. That's a powerful woman. So Houston might not get the win here. So this is a Bearcat. Oh, uh, why? <laughs> why does it look like a uh, nightmare large Wow, yeah. yeah. Give me the Cougs. All right, Big Ten Championship. we got five Michigan, 16 Iowa. I still can't get over that being your mascot. Like I'd be embarrassed if that was my mascot. <laughs> they hide it pretty well. I didn't. The ma- like yeah. the actual mascot itself looks. Yeah, pretty he good. looks. He looks pretty decent. But the animals terrifying. All right, what's the next pick again? Michigan, Iowa. <laughs> okay. Um, you guys have thrown the term fraudulent and Mickey Mouse around this year. Iowa is the epitome of a fraudulent team. How they are ten and two is is beyond me. They almost lost to Penn State with a second string quarterback. They almost lost to Nebraska. They almost lost to Colorado State. We forget that. Colorado State, who's what three and nine? Colt, you're the resident yeah. Mountain West guy. What was the record? No, Hawaii's been so irrelevant okay. this year. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bottom line is uh, Michigan. Michigan all the way. This is the peak of the Jim Harbaugh era, and maybe Michigan will. I think if they win this game, they're definitely in the playoffs. Oh yeah. And maybe they might be the favorite to face off against Georgia in the national championship game. Hey, you've got a Michigan team that just went absolutely berserkos last week against Ohio State versus an Iowa team that I didn't even think would be in this game going into last week. And so because of that, give me Michigan actually to cover that 10.5. Oh, yeah, yeah, Michigan, this is, the, uh, this is the next step. That Penn State, that Oregon, that those teams cannot make. Michigan finally has a chance to make that step right here to break that glass ceiling and get into the playoffs. I like Harbaugh to continue his role here sure. against a Mickey Mouse Iowa squad. And then we've got a Wolverine versus a Hawkeye. This is kind of interesting yeah. because Hawks are very, obviously, ferocious. they're, they're uh, very ferocious creatures, and they can handle themselves on the ground. They're no easy out when they come down like a Cardinal or something. And then you have a Wolverine, which is kind of like a rodent, I, right? I think Wolverines are pretty tough, though. I, I remember hearing stuff about how, like, durable Wolverines. I like I like the Wolverine after... Or is it the superhero You've matchup? got two Marvel superheroes going at yeah. it this weekend. You've got Hawkeye, oh, it's Hawkeye versus, versus Wolverine. Whoa, Wait, wondering. isn't Wolverine DC? 
No, no, no. No, he's DC. No, he's Marvel. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, the oh wait, I'm dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Oh, okay. Why did I say DC? Well, I feel I bad now. I said DC. Well, yeah, I feel like my, just for that one. You know, Hawkeye, I watched the first two episodes of Hawkeye, the show. Pretty good. So I'll give Hawkeye the nod. Yeah, Hawkeye, with, I'll say an upset. I'm going Hawkeye as well. Wow. I don't see Wolverine on Disney Plus with your oh, own show. Hugh Jackman just got... Who are they going to replace him with? There's no one that can play the role as well as Hugh Jackman. Can't. All right. Yeah, next. <laughs> next game, we got the Big 12. Nine Baylor versus five Oklahoma State. It's a rematch. Yeah, it's a big game for Oklahoma State to make a statement. I think if they blow out Baylor, they should definitely get into the playoff, barring Bama upsets Georgia. Spencer Sanders is a dude. I mean, he, he's not the most talented he guy, is a dude. but he's he's so gritty and tough, and he really impressed me in that in that Bedlam game. And Baylor yeah. is already at a disadvantage because their quarterback Bohannon might be out for the, the Big Twelve championship game. Blake Shapin, a, uh, a former ASU commit, of course, uh, balled out last week. He was instrumental in their win, but I just I don't know if that. If him playing just okay and and not losing the game for Baylor is going to be enough to beat Oklahoma State, especially when Oklahoma State has really has a chance to break through here, and I don't, you guys might forget, and I think it was 2011, they were like a shoe in for the BCS national championship game with Brandon and Weeden, and they lost to Iowa State, yep, and that just absolutely yep. ruined their season. So I'm gonna take the Cowboys, and I'm not gonna spoil my uh, playoff pick, but I think they have a good chance at uh, challenging for that four spot. Cool. I'm taking the Bears. Yeah. I I think Oklahoma State, they had to come back last week against Oklahoma. I don't think they can come back versus a Baylor team that I think is going to get out to a decent start in this one. And I like Dave Aranda, man. It's a battle of, like, I think, what is it? Oklahoma Oklahoma State (laughs) leads leads the nation in sacks, I believe. Baylor's had, at times, a really good defense. I know they've had like a sketchy win last week against Texas Tech. I don't know how they lost to TCU a few weeks ago, but I really like Baylor, and so I'm going to take them. Yeah, um, pretty hypocritical of the committee to not punish Bama for sketchy wins, but then punish Baylor for a sketchy win. Just going to put that out there. But I, I'm also going to take Baylor. I think uh, wow. Oklahoma State just barely pulled it out versus Baylor um, at home when they were in Stillwater. And uh, they had to come from behind against Oklahoma. It looks like a good win, but Oklahoma is a team that was not playing good in those last couple mm-hmm. games. So I think it's a deceitfully good win, and I think Baylor is going to get or a deceitfully bad win. I think Baylor is going to get the revenge here. And I thought they were going to make a push for the playoff, but after what just happened with them dropping, I'm like, I don't know, because this would technically be their third top 10, top 15 win now because Oklahoma dropped out. But Baylor, Oklahoma State, and or, – BYU, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma. We have the Bears versus the Cowboys is the matchup here. Um, give me the Bear. I, I'll, I'll take, take the Bear. Bear. Bears are Bears are OP. Yeah. Bears are OP, but I'm going to take the humans in this one. Wow. That's kind of sad. I don't um, think a pistol has taken down a, gri- a bear. In human history. Does he have a rifle at least? I think, I think Oklahoma- maybe a shotgun, right? Is the Oklahoma, do they have a shotgun? Uh, He's a, like a pistol. Oh, no, a pistol Pete, though. It is Pistol Pete. But, oh, yeah. you just, but it's two pistols. Oh. So it's like bang, bang. Yeah, so you get two shots so off before you two, get I think the, the second shot kills the bear. If it was just oh. one shot, though. He shoots gotta, it with such precision, it hits the other bullet. And so he kills it. The, wow. What? I'm, I'm taking the cowboy. So right. Pistol Pete is like the greatest sharpshooter of all time. Correct. Based yes. on this. Okay. 
All right, SEC Championship game. We've got the number one Georgia Bulldogs versus number three Alabama Crimson Tide. This might be unprofessional, but who cares? I hope Bama gets absolutely smoked. And I actually think they might. Georgia is... I think they have the potential to be, honestly, one of the best teams we've seen in the last 10 years. And I just think they were so recent to LSU that they're not getting the respect that they deserve. Yeah. And people forget, Stetson Bennett is not, you know, like a five-star plug-and-play quarterback. He was a system guy was kind of lowly rated and beat out JT Daniels for the job, who was a five-star. It's a good star. story. It's a good story. And I just I like the dogs this year, and I like them in this game. Kirby Smart gets his first win over Nick Saban, and the dogs lock up that one spot, and Bama can settle for a Sugar Bowl this year. For three and a half quarters last week, Auburn held Bama to zero points. Georgia's defense is about a 1,000 times better than Auburn's, I would say. Yep. I've got Georgia in a no-brainer. This was one of the easier picks for me. I, I would agree. And I think uh, Bama has just kind of kind of stuttered through the season late here. It was sad to see my Auburn pick not come to fruition. You were close. Very, very, very close. That would have been so <laughs> About sick. 71 seconds away from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I like the dogs, and I like them big, just like you guys said. Hopefully <laughs> this does not become a, a bad take. But dogs versus an elephant. I'm I don't, gonna... I don't like Uga's chance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think the uh, that little puny bulldog that our roommate Michael Bosky hates for some reason. Yeah. Anytime you mention the bulldog around, he'd be like, "I hate that!" Like he hates that's the bulldog. an ugly dog. Yeah, yeah. I'm going elephant. The breed or the specific dog? Just like, that dog. That dog. Oh, that specific dog. The one that the he, kind of he wishes Bevo successively killed it when he <laughs> when it attacked. He like he wishes. He's like that would have been the greatest. That was day. the closest thing to a real life mascot matchup that, that we've true. ever seen. It's sad that it didn't successfully happen. But now that we've gotten all those picks in. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. That was Jim me? Mora talking about the playoffs. Uh, it's time to do our playoffs. It's the first time we've heard that soundbite this year. So uh, get hyped, guys. Hayden? Well, I already spoiled it by screwing up in the opening segment. I've got Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State. So obviously oh, yeah. Georgia beats Georgia beats Bama. Michigan beats Iowa. Cincinnati takes care of business against Houston. And then Oklahoma State beats Baylor, and that's assuming the committee puts in a 12 and one Oklahoma State over an 11 and one Notre Dame. I think if, if all that scenario happens, it's pretty cut and dry, and I think that's your final four. All right, Cole. All right, so I'll tell you five and six first. I got five Ohio State, six Baylor. Number one, I have Georgia. Two, I have Michigan. Three, I have Cincinnati. Four, I have Notre Dame. I actually really want Notre Dame to be in this playoff because of what's going on with the turmoil with Brian Kelly. Will he coach this game if they make the playoff? Because tomorrow he's going to do a press conference wearing LSU stuff, but on Sunday his Notre Dame squad might make the playoff. That would be hilarious. Um, I had Baylor at number four after their win over Oklahoma State, and you compare them to Bama and Baylor and Notre Dame. However, after what I saw at the committee rankings today, the disrespect to Baylor. I have the exact same one as you. Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Um, but who do you guys got winning it all? Championship pick. Georgia. Cincinnati. Of course. Of oh, course you do. Let's I, do it. I'll also take Georgia. Actually, you know what? I'll take Michigan. Give me Michigan. All right. Just so we've each got a different pick and play here. Uh, I think Harbaugh's got a magical season going. I'll, I'll take Michigan. Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati might beat could beat Michigan. I think it certainly could be That's Georgia. That's going to be a Cincinnati. fun matchup. That'll no be a good what. one. It's in the name, Natty. 
And if no, what? Imagine Notre Dame like gets in and knocks off Georgia with no coach. Like, let's do it. That would be. Anyways, let's uh, Cole. Let's jump to your corner. One for the little guy. All right, the Raging Cajuns. Okay, I didn't know they were gonna be ranked when I wrote this, but they're ranked, so they're finally getting a little bit of respect. Okay, they've ripped off 11 straight wins since their 20-point loss to Texas, which now looks really bad. <laughs> but man, since 2018, Billy Napier has taken this program to like new heights. It's, it's amazing. It's what, I believe it's about, um, what is that, four straight uh, Sunbelt either co-champions or uh, Sunbelt Conference Championship appearances. A little confusing, but. I'm, I am I was confused on that one too. But <laughs> this team, I was saying in my little notes here that this team should be ranked. I think they were being disrespected. And I think they're going to get this win. I think they're going to get a solid Sunbelt Championship over App State. It's going to be a nice send-off for Billy Napier. But, yeah. Shout out to the Raging Cajuns for making it happen. Hopefully they don't fall off. Like, Hawaii fell off after they <laughs> lost June Jones and Cole Brennan. Hopefully that doesn't happen to this little guy. Where did June Jones go after Hawaii? He went to SMU. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Hawaii wanted, June Jones wanted a million dollars. Hawaii said, we're not going to pay you a million dollars. SMU said, we'll give you that and, and a little more. Didn't they? Hawaii that proceeded to the give the penalty or before? The death penalty was in the 80s. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of UAB, might be. Yeah, and then Hawaii decided to pay their next head coach, Greg McMackin, about 850000 Dang. That's unfortunate. Uh, thank you, Colt. Uh, one for the little guy. Yeah. Um, is that all you had? Do you have more? That's all I got. Okay, cool. Just making sure. We'll jump ahead to the Pac-12 newsletter. We have one pick this week. Uh, really? In week 14, USC at California. This one might not be as big for me and Colt, but for Hayden, it's a chance to keep the incredible streak alive. Uh, for me and Colt, if – wait, did, who'd you pick? You picked Oregon? Or did you pick Utah in the, in the Oregon-Utah game? I picked game? Oregon. Okay, so if we pick differently, Colt has a chance to tie me for second place That's in the standings. Cool. So keep that in mind. Uh, Hayden, actually, let's start with me because it's more yeah. climactic. We wait for Hayden. Let's do it. I've got USC winning. I think a big weekend for them. They're rejuvenated thanks to Lincoln Riley. Give me the Trojans. If I pick differently than you, I can tie. You can tie for second place. Hell yeah. I'm taking Cal. <laughs> USC doesn't have Lincoln Riley yet. Okay. okay. Hayden? I'm, I'm pretty nervous for this pick. I, I got to be honest. It's for well, 20. Like a couple weeks ago, if you would have asked me, I would have said Cal. But the way USC played BYU and the fact that they just got Rankin, Lincoln Riley... Rinkin Riley. <laughs> uh, getting Riley is just just a, a, a shot of life into this beached whale of a of a program that it's been the last couple of years. Beached whale. And I think USC gets it done. They they have a nice little send off of this crappy season. They beat they beat Cal, and Jackson Dart maybe wants to make a statement because he's going to have to battle with. Malachi Nelson coming up, who's a five-star oh, yeah. commit who just flipped from Oklahoma. So uh, this is a big game for the tr- – not a big game for the Trojans, but – Big I game this, for you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a massive game for me. I, I just – the way Cal got destroyed at, at UCLA, I, I don't see them outlasting USC, who still has a dang good offense. There you go. All right. In other news in the Pac-12, like you already mentioned, Lincoln Riley to USC – Kalen Dober from Fresno State to Washington. There are reports of Spencer Rattler to ASU right now. Hayden, I know you'll touch on that in the recruiting thing. Jonathan Smith signed an extension through 2027. 
Did Cristobal do something? I thought I thought I remember seeing. I don't think so. I'm not sure. He already signed an extension. Yeah, a little it was bit a little ago. bit earlier. Yeah. Um, in other news, Brian Kelly to LSU, Sonny Dykes to TCU. Anyone's I'm missing? I mean, there's a bunch. I, we yeah, can exactly. go over all of them if you want. There, I mean, there, there are, are so some. many. This was one of the craziest carousels in recent memory. But exactly. I do want to say one more thing for ASU. Jermaine Lolay coming back next year. Nice. Um, he was the hammer on the defensive line the last couple of years. He was kind of maybe a favorite to be like a, maybe a defensive player of the year type guy. And then Taurus Tricep a couple of weeks before the season started. So that was a huge get for ASU. Yeah. Um, but and then, of course, Chip Trainum. The Saint, like one day ago, entered the transfer portal, so that really sucks. But that does that does suck. But Rashad White looking very good. Um, in the midst of all the coaching carousel, coaching chaos, what is one guy or one move that you like, and one move that you don't like? Do, should we do like one national and one conference, or what, what do you what do you think? You of? just choose either one. Just either choose or. either one. If you've got an honorable mention in there, yeah, me. I'll do that. So obviously, uh, I did it again. Rinkin Riley, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> Inventing a new guy. Lincoln Riley to USC, not only for USC, but that revi- is going to revive a conference, I think. And keeping the talent on the West Coast is is key. So when they when they stick with USC, they're going to be more inclined to look at some of the other schools in the Pac-12. It, it's I don't think it's going to be as immediate as people think. I think USC will instantly go to a bowl game next year. Yep. But I think it'll take a couple years to where they can really get to national championship level. And I think they will, to be quite frank. I think in a couple years, we're going to be looking at an 04-05 USC team with just dudes all over the field. So I love that move on every level. And I also like Kalen DeBoer to Washington. People, It wasn't the sexiest hire. People were thinking Matt Campbell or, you know, there were some other names thrown around in there. But I think DeBoer is, is a solid coach. And like you mentioned, developed Jake Hayner. He was at a good South Dakota program, had some good quarterbacks there. Chris Streveler, who just got cut by the Cardinals. Um, but I like that hire. I like that hire for the dogs. So those are probably my two my two favorite hires so far. A little while ago this was announced, but Jim Moore to UConn. Okay, mm-hmm. this program has not had a winning season since 2010 when they made the Fiesta Bowl. And so, man, when you're at the bottom like, the ceiling's the roof, as Michael Jordan once said. Okay? Yeah. You can only go up from here. And so I think, although Mora kind of regressed at UCLA, he still has the brand name enough to get them recruits. And if it doesn't work out, there's no pressure because it's a basketball school anyway. Yeah. Um, I'll just uh, – I like I like the Lincoln-Riley hire. At first, uh, Kalen DeBoer was a weird hire to me, but I looked a little bit more into his background, looked at some of his track record, and I thought, you know what, that's a solid, underrated hire from Washington – um, Jonathan Smith extended. I, I love that, obviously, as an Oregon State fan. But one that I was not particularly fond of and one that I think is going to not look good, Brian Kelly to LSU. Really? It's just a weird hire to me. And I understand that he, you know, Notre Dame has been good under him, but they said it was like a culture hire. And, I, like, this is a guy who looks like he complains that mayonnaise is too spicy and, like, you're expecting him to go into the deep south with all these Louisiana kids and, and try to lead these guys to victory? Like, he is such a far cry from Ed Orgeron. And I know apparently people didn't like Ed Orgeron, but you even look at Les Miles. Those guys were like, oh, like you, you felt mm-hmm. the south. For Brian Kelly, it's like a Midwest guy. It's like, what is he going to do right. at Louisiana State University? It seems like a Culver's guy, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like 
dips his chicken fingers in ranch kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, but I, to add on to that, I, I think that Brian Kelly also realized that without the conference championship game of Notre, without the conference affiliation that Notre Dame does not have, you pretty much got to go undefeated. And when you look at next year's schedule, did you guys happen to see this? No. no. At Ohio State. At North Carolina, they play BYU at a neutral site. They play Clemson and at USC. <laughs> Seven and five. Incoming. That would have sent me packing too. Yeah, that's pretty funny actually. Did not know that. I think he'll do okay there. He might not get them to where Ed had them a couple years ago, but I think he'll he'll kind of stabilize that program because I feel like with LSU, there's been way too much swinging of momentum where you have one really good year best team in college football history and then you go five and seven or six and six two years later it just they need they need more stability there and i think he'll provide that but i don't think he'll he'll turn them into alabama uh by any sense this one for my my a hire that i'm a little bit skeptical of you guys might it's 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 kind of sad jake dickert at washington state jake mm. dickert did the impossible this year. He took a program that lost not only its head coach, but like half of the assistants too. And a team that looked like it was on a downward kind of trajectory, he rallied that team and turned them into arguably the most dangerous team in the Pac-12. Because when they beat ASU mm-hmm. and they were competing with Oregon, I, I kid you not, if they played like that all year, they would have gone probably 10-2 and two and would be playing in yeah. the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. So I see why they did that. But if you look at his coaching resume, it's not impressive. He was at Wyoming for two years, one year as the court defensive coordinator, the other year as the safeties coach. And that's it. That's all his Division One experience. He's never been a head coach at any level. He's never played at a power. He, he played at like a Division Three school. He's yeah. had stops at South Dakota State, Minnesota State as coordinators, and then a bunch of other small schools as you know kind of like an assistant role interesting so it has the potential to succeed if he surrounds himself with the right staff but i think there could be some growing pains and i i would hate to see that turn into a jimmy lake or a clay helton situation where at the time it looked good to go with the coordinator but down the road he ends up just screwing up the program i had kaylin DeBoer. you mentioned it wasn't the sexiest i don't think it's sexy at all I mean, this guy's only coached 18 games at the FBS level, and that's the past two years at Fresno State. I just think for a program like Washington that kind of needs a huge boost, especially when you have Lincoln Riley coming to town, Oregon's still probably going to be up there. Washington used to be a powerhouse. Remember, they made the playoff a few years ago, and I think this is kind of a move for a program that needs to be back at that high-tier level of the Pac-12. Yeah, from Chris Peterson to this, it's... uh... Kind of humbling times for Washington, but you love to see it. Uh, screw the Huskies. And I got to say, before we move on, though, I think this validates maybe it was a good thing ASU hung on to Herm Edwards because Washington is a better job than ASU. And they had to kind of, I don't want to say they had to settle for Kalen DeBoer, but you kind of got the sense that any other cycle, they probably could have done a little bit better than him. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, who in the heck was ASU going to get? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Even TCU was probably a, a better job than ASU. So ASU probably would have had to settle for a, another Mountain West coach. And is that going to rejuvenate the team? I don't think so. So You can have Todd Graham back. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm All good. Right. We'll stick in your corner, Hayden. We've got a transfer portal update. It's been a chaotic one. The transfer portal has become, I think, almost as important as just recruiting now because 
you get a team like ASU who's having a hard time with recruiting the high school kids right now, they can just go to the portal and get these guys who are only a couple years removed from high school who are at blue blood programs who are who are good. They just want to play now. So it's 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 helpful for teams who want to reload and maybe aren't as focused on rebuilding. So some top names that you guys might have heard of, obviously Spencer Rattler is kind of the headliner here. Jaden Hazelwood, former five-star recruit. Zach Evans from TCU, running back, former five-star. And then uh, Eli Ricks, who I believe was a four- or five-star oh, wow. at LSU. Yeah. He, he's in the portal. None of those guys have committed anywhere. Obviously, we're hearing all the Rattler to ASU rumors. <clears throat> but he is one of four Arizona high school quarterbacks in the portal right now. You have Spencer Rattler, who went to Pinnacle. Jack Miller, who was at Ohio State. He went to Chaparral in Scottsdale. Jack Plummer, brother of Will, he was at Purdue. Yeah. And then Chuba Purdy, brother of Brock Purdy, who was at Florida State. So if you're ASU and U of A, I think both those teams are kind of in the quarterback market right now. I think it's very feasible that at least two of those guys come back to the home state. If I had to pick, I do think Spencer Rattler is going to come to ASU. I don't know if I'm a huge fan of it, but I think Jaden Daniels needs to be pushed. He needs... Agreed. An iron sharpens iron type situation. And then I kind of like Chuba Purdy to U of A. I think that kind of makes sense. He kind of fits what they're trying to do. And I think the Purdies are a little resentful towards ASU that uh, ASU didn't really pursue Brock. And then just a uh, moment of silence for the Pac-12 players who have entered the portal. Chip Trainum. I'm so sad. I'm going to cry. Levante Chenault, brother of LaVisca from Colorado. Oh, wow. Micah Pittman from Oregon, brother of Michael Pittman Jr. And then Liatu Latu, four-star Washington linebacker. Several former name game guys, such as Halid Jabril. We got to say farewell to him from Washington State. Zephaniah Maya, Colorado linebacker. And uh, and that was... That was that was kind of the bulk of the guys from the Pac-12, and you already know more guys are going to be throwing their name in there soon. And I'll allude to it. My name game pick is going to be a former, or at least a guy who has his name in the portal, defensive lineman at Oregon State. So I'll lay that on you, Colt, when we get there. All right. Uh, we're a little tight on time, so I'll run very quickly through this fact or fiction. Uh, let's go through it, boys. Fact or fiction, Spencer Rattler would be a welcome addition to ASU. Fiction. I don't want him. I predicted him here, but I'm going to say fiction because wow. I don't think people are. I don't think that'll be popular. Okay, fact or fiction? Brian Kelly went about leaving Notre Dame the wrong way. Fact. 100 percent fact. Uh, I don't know if you heard his his meeting with the team uh, was two minutes long, followed by his Slack message that he did <laughs> the previous night. Yeah, exactly. Uh, fact or fiction? Oklahoma fans have a right to be mad at Lincoln Riley. Fiction. Um, fact. I mean, I feel like they had a sense of camaraderie with him. They thought that. The mantle is going to be passed down from Stoops to Riley and uh, kind of backfired. Fair enough. Fact or fiction, R.J. Young needs to stop doing top 25s for Fox Sports. Fact. The guy maybe, is such a clout chaser. Maybe the worst at the pitch. And he knows it, too. He knows <laughs> it. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He doubles down every week. He knows what he's doing. Fact or fiction, the USC will be Pac-12 South favorites next season. Fact. 1,000% fact. I don't think they're my favorite, but I think they will be the media favorite. All right, fact or fiction, the coaching carousel needs to be fixed to prevent coaches from leaving before the season's over. 100%. It's the same case with the LSU and Notre Dame thing going on with Brian Kelly. 
Fact. At least till well, yeah, till after bowl season. But this one was unique with all the guys getting fired midseason. Yeah, but yeah, fact. Okay, fact or fiction? Spider-Man: No Way Home will let people down. I'm gonna go fact. Fact, because no one when you come to the comic book thing. No one's ever satisfied. Let's be real. No <laughs> one's ever satisfied. And the, the tickets sold out faster than Endgame. I've already got wow. mine. So, yeah, Colt's already got his. Are you going to wear your Spider-Man suit? I'm going to wear the mask and everything. <laughs> I'm going to be hanging from the ceiling watching the movie. <laughs> All right, fact or fiction, this is the most exciting playoff race ever. Fact. By far. <laughs> yeah, since 2014. So yeah, much parody. This is way more. 2016 right. was good, too. But Kay. go ahead. Fact or fiction, Gia the monkey biting a child on Halloween caused a timeline shift explaining the chaos in college football. Fact. 100% fact. <laughs> okay. Good, good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. Fact or fiction, a team will get COVID and pave a path for Hawaii to a bowl game. Please. Fiction. I mean, <laughs> don't want anyone to get COVID, but uh, <laughs> if you do, you, you've got my phone number for Hawaii football. All right. Now it's time for some rapid fire spelling game. We get a Give me one take. Col can Colt get it? You only you can still do two. That's I can fine. do two. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayden. Uh, I know you're excited about yours. I can do mine first. Um, we've got a junior from Stanford, Diego. Oh boy, Preciado. Oh gosh, D, I, E, G, O. Wow. Okay. Fires off Diego. Say the last one again. Preciado. Preciado. P. Yep. R. Yep. E. Yep. S. No. P. Okay. R. E. Yep. C. Yes. H? No! Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Colt Preciado, P-R-E-C-I-A-D-O, unfortunately. Oh, no bummer. You were, I, I thought you were about to get that one, but you still only, what, do you have one Mickey Mouse win? Yeah. You yep. missed all the turkeys last week somehow. <sighs> Tough. I've been bad on upset picks, too, by the way. All right. <laughs> Former Oregon State Beaver, Kelson Hennessy. Okay. Kelson. <laughs> Hennessy, this is Colt's kind of pick right yeah. here. Whoa, whoa. Don't get me canceled. <laughs> K. Yes. E. Yes. L. Yes. S. Yes. O. Incorrect. Who? Might not even get to the Henny. Kelson uh, Hennessy. K. Yes. E. Yes. L. Yes. S. Yes. E. Yes. What? N. Yes. Kelson. Holy okay. smokes. <laughs> yeah, Kelson. H. Yep. E. Yep. N. Yep. N. Yep. E. Yep. S. Yep. S. Yep. Y. Yep. From half court. Oh my goodness! At the buzzer the, too. The photographic memory of the bottle. Send out the show. <laughs> All right, let's let's let Michael Scott take us to the outro. Good stuff, Colt. <sighs> Holy cow! Well, I, I right knew now, he would nail that put one. On a brave face and go out there and be their leader. It's over. <laughs> we wow. are screwed. All right. Well, what a note to end this episode on. I mean, any parting thoughts? If anyone can think about anything else after what we that just witnessed. That was a surprise in itself. <laughs> Go Bows. Yeah, go Beavs. Excited to see what bowl game we get uh, thrown into. Las Vegas Bowl for the Devils, probably. Probably against Purdue. Probably going to get smoked. But go Devils anyways. All right. Go everything. Go college football. It's been fun. Love it. All right. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Amadova. And with that, we wave goodbye. <laughs>